Hello and welcome to the Dietitian Against Diets podcast. My name is Rashonda and I'm here to continue to have those conversations as well needed with discussions around our nutrition, our mindset, and our health. As I'm moving into this next, my next guest, I want to introduce you guys to some of my podcast partners. Uh, one in particular is a company uh, in uh, St. Louis, actually, um, by the name of Precision Massage. Uh, Precision Massage, as the title um, names, it is about targeted uh, neuromuscular um, therapy approach when it comes to finding what causes the pain in your body, what's causing the backache, what's causing the tightness in your shoulders. A lot of times it may not be particularly at those local locations, but it could be some other area that's exacerbating that pain. So the owner and the, uh, of the uh, company is called, her name is Beth Maddox. She is a, has a license as a physical therapist. She's also um, licensed as a massage therapist and has taken it a step further to get her uh, certification in neuromuscular therapy. So her company is situated around relieving the pain, uh, making sure that you not only relieve the pain, but make sure that it doesn't come back and give me your practical tools to do that. So this is great for you guys who uh, have used physical therapy, have ran out as far as your insurance, you need to fill in that gap uh, to allow your body to continue to heal and not miss a beat. Uh, this is also for those uh, patients that are out there that need, need this type of work and don't have the money to uh, go to um, more of a doctor's ordered um, place. So find um, more about their website, more about their location, and find their website at precision-massagestl.com. Uh, and right now, she has um, still have openings for clients, more medical related. But if you're not able to get in, I encourage you to uh, get some gift cards because I guarantee you when we get out of this COVID-19 season, you are going to want um, a massage that's really going to help to alleviate some of that pain and some of that tightness that you have been experiencing. Precision massage and massage is a necessity and not a luxury. Another company um, that's a Midwest um, center company is um, I'm sure you've seen in the stores, uh, seen their products. If not, I'm sure you've had some of their products. Uh, Prairie Farm. Prairie Farm uh, is a is a farm-owned uh, organization since 1838. Um, not only are they providing high-quality dairy products, but they're also making sure that all of their products are highly nutrient-dense. And considering these times, um, Prairie Farms wants to make sure that um, you are not just providing yourself with those nutrients, but you're also finding a way to give to others. So right now, um, they're having a uh, campaign right now called Our Caps, Your Cause uh, pro Program. And right now, they're all about considering what's happening. They want to make a difference in the community uh, by supporting, and they want to create a way to help you support charities of your choice. Um, and through this, when it comes to Prairie Farms, you're buying any type of milk products, whether it's a gallon or a half gallon, grab those caps. Um, and, and go to their website and connect and see what you can do with those caps when it comes to contributing to a cause. Prairie Farm um, is about learning how to create sustainability, learning how to be creative with your, your dairy products when it comes to your different um, options. Um, go to their website at www.prairiefarm.com. And also, they have another, um, another, um, another uh, campaign called stay at home. <laughs> so you go to prairiefarm.com uh, slash forward slash stay at home, you will find uh, recipes, you will find coupons, and you will find videos that allow you to still enjoy your foods and be creative while staying at home. 
So take a look at their website, see what they're all about, grab some of their coupons and grab some of their products at Prairie Farms, farmer owned since 1938. Well, welcome again to another episode of the Dietitian Against Diets podcast. Um, I have with me two amazing guests. Um, they are co-founders of a pet store in St. Louis and Edwardsville called Four Muddy Paws. I have with me Jeff Jensen and Matt Brazelton. Not only are they, they are um, great um, pet owners and pet store owners, um, they're also great friends. Um, they actually um, have become part of my life a couple of months ago when we took a trip to Africa. So actually how they came to the show is because I learned not just about what they what they do for a living, but the passion behind them. And I thought it would be not even more appropriate to have them on today. So I welcome you gentlemen to the podcast show. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're really happy to be here. So. Yes, yes. And during these times, I uh, do appreciate you making the time because I know with what you guys have going on with your uh, pet stores, you business has probably been um, soaring and keeping you guys busy. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Um, and so speaking of now, I know this uh, your pet store has been out, been open since you guys started in 2004, right? Right. OK, so that's over 15 years of being in service. Um, now, I know that it's, it's always you know fun to say, I just woke up one morning and decided to have a pet shop. But typically, that's not how how it most likely started. So I'm going to get the mic to you, Matt. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about yourself, you know. But what i like to definitely know is, like, who was the one that kind of brought up the big idea to start a pet shop? And kind of how was that um, embraced? Well, that would be me. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I always am the person with the big ideas and what. I was looking to do something different. So I was actually teaching school at the time and um, for the St. Louis City Public Schools. I was in a good school, but uh, the school itself was on the verge of losing its accreditation. We were going through superintendents every year. Um, so I uh, just started looking um, at something. I, my dad always owned his own business. So I thought it'd be fun to own my own business. Well, we had okay. during that, we found a dog and um, that kind of he's the one that kind of sparked me on the concept of the whole idea so i wanted a place where you could go and do an all-in-one stop and shop you can wash your dog or get your dog groomed you can shop for them um have everything there for them and don't have to go anyplace else and there was nothing like that in st louis at the time because i did my research i put a business plan together while i was teaching um and then um Jeff had a job at uh, May Company at that time, so we knew we had a backup plan. He would he would just come in part time with the store. I would work there full time, and we finally got to a point where like, okay, I'm going to stop teaching, and we're going to go ahead and do this. So, and then ever since, it's been started off really slow. I mean, I was the only mm -hmm. person in the store. I had a a teacher I worked with. She came and worked part time for me. My mom worked in the store part time. Um, and then it just kept building year after year. So especially after um, the, the the big turning point for us um, on and small pet stores was when um, the whole deal with the melamine and the dog food back in 2007. 2007. Yeah, 2007. Recalled all that dog food because of the dogs dying, but we were carrying foods that we knew weren't not made from China. So um, that really kickstarted the business and really moved it forward. It was a big yeah. turning point for us. Well, one thing that I know that also stands out about uh, you guys and what you guys do for your uh, for your 
your company is that you really focus on not only being a one-stop shop because that's the that's not only the pet food but that's the grooming and that's the dog washing yeah. and they could self dog washing too right yeah you're allowed yes. that yeah. but one of the one of the things is that like you're focusing on making sure that the, it's just not pet food is is right. it has the foundation of being nutritionally dense um you're you're taking the same concept and we as we do as humans and then making sure that the dogs the food are top notch high in nutrients and pretty much low with process possible um now i know like i say the wheel it took a while for the wheels to turn but um how did we, jeff at what point did you jump in this um and how did you guys coming together do um uh, working together has really kind of driven the business to where it's continuing to expand because i mean 15 years and running and that's pretty successful yeah um like matt said he matt came up with lots and lots of ideas um he was always the idea guy and always coming up with new concepts and new concepts and a lot of them are like yep mm -hmm, okay let's think about that but let's try something new or let's just kind of work on it. and then he came up with this idea and after we'd gotten our found our dog salem on that camping trip we were like wait a minute i said this makes sense and i've had a long lifelong passion for pets um i mean if i had my druthers to do everything over again, I would have been a zookeeper or a veterinarian. Um, so, I mean, animals have been a part of my life from the very, very beginning. And I've, I've always been passionate about that. But just through happenstance, I ended up not in that career. So when this opportunity came up, I said, you know what, this has, this makes sense to me. From a business standpoint, we're fulfilling a need in the marketplace that's not there. Um, we're able to help animals. And then just from a the way we kind of lived our lives from a more holistic standpoint, we wanted to take that into account and create a space that was both not only for the physical, but the emotional well-being of our animals too. And that was a sort of taking a more holistic approach to it. And that's sort of how we built that business. And then, like Matt said, we wanted to be a one-stop shop, but we also wanted to have sort of a uh, from a business perspective, a business a portfolio of different businesses. So there'd be lots of different reasons that someone may want to come in. It may be the self-service wash. It may be for grooming. It may be for nutrition or it may be for dog treats or a fun new toy or a walking harness or something. But um, all of those reasons made it just a more dynamic, interesting spot that all of those things play into the life of the dog. But the very, very foundation of what we've always wanted to be about was nutrition because we are what we eat. And when you're only 10, 15, 20 pounds, 50 pounds, what you put in your body means so much more. Um, and so we want, that's really where we came from. And then we've just, we've basically taken that same business um, plan and have just expanded it um, or just like gone deeper into each of those mm -hmm. categories over the last 15 years. We're really staying true to who we always have been. Yeah, and that's that's actually a perfect segue because I was going to ask you about the ex expansion part of it, um, not just expanding outward, but expand, expanding deeper, you know, into higher quality and taking more time in research and quality care. Now, <clears throat> I know that um, my first time, you know, seeing some of your accolades and when you guys have been nominated for the top 20 pets, pet store here in St. Louis. But then I did some research and realized you guys have been getting accolades and awards ever since you guys started, you know? So, I mean, that to me shows me not only that I see just a significance in the separation of what you guys do, but obviously I think the community in St. Louis have recognized this as well. So do you, do you find that not only you carve and fill the void, but you create a new model and how help how how pets should be cared for in the attention that, that, that they need. 
And how has that have, how has that is reflected in your business choices in regards to what products and services you're bringing in? Well, I think the first thing that we always do is every it's the dogs and cat our dogs our the dogs and cats that we help drive our decision making. If it's right for our dogs and cats, and if it meets our uh, Matt and I have set you know standards um, and high standards, and as we learn more, they get more and more stringent. Um, and the quality standards is um, the more we learn, and so we've always set that. But the dogs and cats are the ones that really drive that drive that focus and people are so um i mean our pets have become such a big part of our lives that they truly are part of our family um whether or not they're your children or whether or not they're your your constant companions um that's what really drives it and we just want them to help to thrive rather than just survive um and, and our, so wow. that's cool. and our our customers um help us learn as well because we're basically a learning center in our that people come in to find out solutions for their pets so we're there to help them and they may bring a, a question to us we may not know so we'll do the research on it and find out okay how can we help this customer what would be good for them um, are they getting the right amount of protein or are they getting too much things like that i mean we'll do the research ourselves and we're like oh my gosh you know this is something new for us um and so it's helping us learn as well get and that's how we get a little bit deeper into the nutrition part of it right and, and it, yeah and it's been exciting in the last i mean 15 years ago it was very 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 hard particularly in missouri um in this area in the middle of the country to be able to get really good high quality pet products they just didn't exist we didn't have the distribution network the products weren't there um it was really hard um and so we've been able to grow as the industry has grown and as more and more resources have been put into the research and so now the products that we carry in the store are um in many cases you know light years from where we were 15 years ago because those products didn't exist and so we're really yes. excited to be able to bring i mean it just it, it just thrills us when we find new products that we can't wait to bring into our store that we know are going to help people and these this is it's really it's a kid in a candy store you're like and it's just <laughs> a, a, i can use this tool to help somebody and it's not you know it's not like i can sell more of it but it's like i can help a dog or a cat with this product and that's what mm -hmm. thrills me because by helping that dog or cat you've just helped that family and um and that's the part that we like to be able to give back so yeah yeah i mean i can i can see just from the passion that my eyes are lighting up because you're saying everything i say as a dietitian but you're saying it from a pet perspective you know you get excited when you learn there are new way there's better nutrients or there's new new uh, research that has kind of uh, revealed some of the benefits of certain foods and nutrients that we haven't considered um and and when matt was talking about how you want to be a resource for your customers, you know, and that goes back and forth. If they're asking questions, you dig. So you're providing information that's that's current and that's truthful. And that means a lot because, you know, you think about it, I'm not trying to compare it to a typical pet store, but when you think of a pet store, you just think of you going there to buy a dog bed or food or, you know, some sort of shampoo with 20 different versions and there's mm -hmm. no one there to really guide you or give you that personal attention that can help customize what the animal needs and give you some education behind it. So like, I appreciate that because that allows you to go, like you're talking about what separates um, your mission in the way that you do business with your, uh, your customers and with your animals. 
it's because you're taking the time to go deeper and really find what's the best products that's out there and present it happily, eagerly yeah. present it no, to your customers. Exactly. Right. Because there's a lot of products we have to say no to because like, you know, it does not fit our business. It doesn't fit our model of nutrition or what we know to be good nutrition for our animals. So we don't bring it in. Um, and conversely, like Matt and I literally have picked out every single product we carry in the store. So I can tell you why we brought this product in and what it can do for you. Um, and not every product is right for every animal. So we need to have a lot of different varieties because just like we're all different as people and our systems are all you know, they generally work the same way, but there's some idiosyncrasies with each of our systems and intolerances and things that can build up. So the same way in pets. So we can't, there's not one stop, one perfect way for every animal to eat. Um, and so we're there to help them kind of navigate what's best for, for their particular animal and their stage of life um, or any health issues they might be having, et cetera. So. Yep. And you, it's not just you two. You have employees, obviously. Right? Oh, gosh, yeah. We have a so wonderful team. Yeah, we got great employees. Yeah. And they're part of the same voice as far as, you know, educating. Yes. They, go yeah. they are a very, very impassioned um, team and will go out of their way to help our to help our customers. And we you, you build up in a store like ours or any store where you do that, um, you build up relationships with, with customers and they you and our whole goal was to become part of their family and just for us we have certain stores or people in our lives that become part of our family and we want to be important to people and credible for people to become part of their family um, life just like you know in, and in conjunction with their veterinarian care we want to be there to help them with their animal with their animal care so um, yeah yeah okay and now you guys taking this considering this the different times right now we're facing we came back to St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. For those who don't know, we actually did a trip in Africa, a mission trip with our church, and we came back in the midst of the beginning of the coronavirus um, uh, pandemic. So Jeff and Matt had to, they were already transitioning a lot of their services or their, their products online. So I'm assuming that this was kind of good timing and kind of tell me yeah. how that has gone creating that new arm within your business. Right. Matt, you want to talk about that? Yeah. It's, um, like you said, it was good timing. Uh, we uh, um, we feel blessed that we actually put it in before all this this happened. We just we we had planned to launch officially launch the, the online store after we got back from Africa. Um, we ended up doing it at the tail end of our trip in Africa, um, letting people know it's it's there. And then um, we came back. Uh, we were open for about a week for, to the public and decided to go ahead and close our doors to the public to keep our staff safe and to keep everybody else safe um, and just let people know our online store is up and running. Um, and uh, just working, you know, we're, we're still working through a lot of little kinks, of course, you know, because it's, it's fairly new. And, um, but we're getting through them um, and just talking to, like, one of our developer friends who's been helping us. He's like, yeah, I've never seen a store just take off so fast an online store. I'm like, but there's a lot of circumstances that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were extraordinary uh, times, but being able to do yeah. curbside, we're learning on the fly. So, yeah. 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 So, so, you know, we do the curbside pickup and we do free delivery, uh, free local delivery um, in the St. Louis area and Edwardsville area. So, which is people are really appreciating that we're, we're doing all that for them. So, and then we just oh, yeah. actually started, um, a, uh, it's, it's small right now, but we're working on, we'd like to grow it, a little pantry for people that we put outside of our store. We have free food that's available for people to pick up if they're 
unemployed or have some challenges or in some dire straits and need dog or cat food, people have been buying food. It doesn't have to come from us. They can just buy food and then drop it off at the store. And then people walking by or driving by can pick up what they need. Um, and we've been able to help people that way. It's just something that we can do to give back to our community. Um, you know, it's not big right now, but we've gotten some really nice emails back from customers who are like, thank you so much because you guys have been, um, and not us, but people who, you know, just lending a helping hand in these times, that's what it means to be together. And um, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to um, be as flexible and mobile as possible and uh, get through these crazy yeah. times. Of it, so. Now, for, for purposes of recognition, do you guys have a name for that campaign for the food donations for animals? No. No, it's just like a sign that says, take what you need, give what you can. Um, and we're here for you basically. So it's completely voluntary and it's there. It's open when we're open. So we're open 10 to five, um, Monday through Saturday and, okay. um, Sundays 11 to four. Um, and then we just pull it in at nighttime, but otherwise it's, it's there and people can donate, um, whatever they, whatever they want. As long as it's unopened food for dogs and cats. So. Is there a way to donate it if you order something online and be able yeah. to contribute yep. something? Okay. Let us know. They can put a, co a comment in the customer's comment on our shop. Um, and then we've had people do that. And they just say, you know what? I just want to buy a couple bags to donate. And then and then we'll put it out there for people. So, yeah. 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 There's yeah. a way to do that. Yep. No. Yeah. And I'm assuming having a virtual platform as far as online, that's um, at some point, Formula Paul's products will be outside of the St. Louis and Illinois. Oh yeah, area. I mean we have people. We've shipped all over the country at this point. Um, most of our obviously most of our action happens in St. Louis and Illinois at this point. And then, um, in fact, Wednesday will be um, we're we having a new delivery van. Well, you we bought a, a van that we have wrapped. That will be, you'll start seeing the Formity Paws van driving around town doing local deliveries. So okay. uh, it's something we wanted to do about six months from now, but you know how all this is like compressed. So here we are. But um, yeah, we're really excited to be able to, to offer it to more people. So yeah, yeah. That's a great, that's great that you guys have yeah. staying innovative in these times and still finding a way to not just serve your customers, but serve the community in a way that the people that are less fortunate because. I didn't think about, you know, I'm a pet owner, I am, but like, I didn't mm -hmm. think about the pets are going to be compromised as well, as far as not yes. just food, but food quality and accessibility. Right. Hmm. That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly right. And that's the whole thing. And even we'll talk about it probably later with nutrition, but it's the same thing, starting to, you know, make that connection between all of our, all of our, these, all of us organisms. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, and it's funny you just said that because I think you're reading my notes, uh, Jeff. <laughs> I've not seen your notes. I've not seen them. Because <laughs> so that, because you know, um, as you're saying that, like, every, you know, I want to say the fine line between you know what human needs are and our animal pet needs when it comes to the foundation of you know, what's best for their digestive system, you know, what have been introduced into their digestive system that they have no control of or have no knowledge of and how that plays a role in their immunity, their ability to thrive, um, which is the same thing for us, you know? Mm -hmm. So I know that um, Jeff, when I um, was getting more info of your background, understanding your background, I, I see from both of you guys that just 
health, physical and health wise, you it's always been a part of your life, you know? So I'm not surprised that having a healthy pet food store is a part of the big plan for both of you guys, you know? Um, now, Jeff, coming from your experience, um, as far as your, just your life, um, what, you know, outside of this just being a part of who you are growing up, like how have you, at what moment did you step back and you realize, okay, no, almost the same way that I am, my ability to live at my optimal level with my exercise and what I put in my body, you know, that's exactly what our pets need. Um, I would tell you growing up as a child, we had pets, but I think out of not having knowledge, dogs got the leftovers, dogs got the sprouts, and they did pretty good, you know? Yeah. But I but I think nowadays, you know, we have more knowledge now, we recognize that they should probably get just the highest amount of quality food as we get as humans, you All know? Right. Yeah. Um, so for, for you, Jeff, and I'll let Matt let you come in um, and piggyback off of that, but what what you know what is it that you feel that people don't recognize the link between our our health and our animals health when it comes to our foods and nutrition um because i we're not yeah, taught that. that we're not told that you know as no we're animals. not we're not and and a lot of this stems back to um you know going back in the 1960s and the convenience food and when the kibble came out and that's just been something that we were raised on born with that um it was just easy and that's what that's we were told that that's what animals requ were required and they can and they and animals and dogs in particular have an amazing ability to eat a lot of different things they're naturally scavengers um and so they're going to scavenge but they're going to be eating um um they were able to eat some scraps and and, and things like that in in years in years past and I think that now we're realizing that, wait a minute, I think that animals actually, we've, maybe we've moved too far away from into the processed food world and the foods are too processed for dogs than we've recognized in the past. And starting to make that connection is like, wait a minute, if processed food isn't good for people and we should be shopping the perimeter of the grocery store basically, and not really going on the inside too much, shouldn't we be thinking about those same things for our animals? Because aren't we all basically the same kind of living creatures and we, our bodies are, yes, they're constructed a little bit differently, but essentially we're, we all work kind of in the same way. And, and I think that when we started to do more and more research with our animals and how we should eat, and then I was starting to, then I sort of had that light bulb moment with ourselves to say, wait a minute, I was like, Matt, why are we feeding Salem this way? Why aren't we eating the same way? Like, why don't we make this change? And that was happening at the same time that a friend of mine introduced um, us to, or sort of talking about the paleo diet and this, which, which at the time, six, seven, eight years ago, I can't remember, it was a long time ago before any of it was even popularized. But like, what, what is this? What is this strange way that you're eating? Why would I want to do it this way? And this sounds ridiculous. But then as I got more and more research into it, I was like, wait a minute, Matt, this is a, kind of what we're doing with our dog. And he's and it's working with him. Why aren't we looking at this more seriously for ourselves? And so that was the really aha moment that we're like, oh, wait a minute, this makes so much more sense now. And so that sort of began that transition into, for us, eating that paleo diet and then starting to um, almost level set what animals need and what people need. We became more equals in this, in the way that we look at it. 
Matt, I don't know if you have anything. Uh... <laughs> well, Matt, uh, you said something about Fred. You 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 coined the term. You know, at the bottom of the line, at the end of the day, it comes down to fresh food. Exactly. You yeah. know, it does. it does. Just like Jeff said. I mean, we walk the perimeter of the grocery stores anymore. We rarely do we go down an aisle unless it's for a condiment or something like that. But um, uh, no, but everything's shopped around the outside. Um, we go to farmers markets. We get fresh meats, uh, and that needs to be the same for your animal. They're not any different. They're descendants of wolves. Wolves did not get kibble out in the field somewhere. They, it's just it's a processed food. Kibble is a processed food, and I, I don't think, like Jeff said, when they when they started making kibble back in the '60s, they um, it was. Like all what is it? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's an easy, convenient way to feed. It, and it was actually, it was probably a little bit better than it is now. I mean, they, they did use, they used a lot of, uh, you know, horse meat back then and different things like that. But um, they just kept changing it. And then they would change it for people wanted it cheaper. So then they would put cheaper ingredients in it. So just, um, and it got to a point. Now it's going the opposite direction again. It's like, well, just like with people's, health they're they're trying to turn it around and get people more on the healthy get away from all that processed food but you know you still have and, there's a balance, and, there, and there can be a, a balance with that too so that it's not it's not it, this the whole conversation about nutrition and i uh is in my viewpoint it's not an either or it's adding more fresh foods in and eating mm -hmm. less processed food and you do that as you're able the right. more or less processed food you can get into your own diet, the better. The more or less processed food you can get into your pet's diet, the better. Um, so it doesn't mean you have to wholeheartedly change everything that you're doing. And that's what we talk about our customers a lot. It's like, no, it's not like a, these are not two separate diametrically opposed um, issues, but it's like, let's layer in a little bit more fresh fruits and vegetables. And these are the reasons why you might want to do that. And I think it's it's directly connected to how we have been trained to look at what eating healthy means. You know, it's, it's either all or none, it's black or white, it's zero or 10. Like there's no middleman, there's no gray area, there's no opportunity to transition to healthier foods, you know? Right. And so that's the same concept I'm assuming that, I mean, the customers are having for the animals because that's how they're taught. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. Yeah. And there are, there are very, very simple ways to do that, so right. to, you know, to add in, you could add things right to uh, a kibble. Um, so, um, so you can add in if you add in some fresh greens um, that are, you know, best that you pulverize them so they're broken up, so the cell walls are broken up, and um, you can have it with bone broth. But you can put a um, you know teaspoon, tablespoon of fresh greens onto your dog's food, and you have. I think the studies said like a 70% less chance of it getting cancer later in your life because of all the phytonutrients in those greens. And that's all you, that's all, one thing you could do okay. that is super simple that everybody literally could do that makes a difference in your pet's life. And, and that's, yeah. and you just added more fresh foods. You reduce the carbs, you've added more vitamin, naturally whole occurring vitamins and minerals. Um, and in fact, if there's bone broth included in that, then you've already added all those benefits to the stomach with the bone broth and, um, 
extra moisture and all of those things. You've done a, a, a not just one thing, but it's this whole package you've just added of all these nutrients, whole foods that you've added back into the diet that um, these whole living foods make a big difference. Now, just like consumers, um, everything now is labeled natural, pure, light, green. It's all these marketing terms. So us like humans, we get caught, we, we get caught up like a deer in the headlights, like, oh, this, this means healthy. Oh, this means healthy. And that's an education gap. Right. You know? right. So like, exactly. what, what do you guys face with your, your consumers, your clients, when they, you know, tell you about our product that just because it says organic on there, it means that everything is, is superb and healthy for them. They, you know, without right. really knowing, you know? Yeah. Well, I, the big thing right now is is ancient grains because um, grain you know there's the grain free foods out uh, trying to get away from the grain foods and then there was the issue with the DCM come up so they started making more grain food again well the grain foods that are coming out they're calling them ancient grains now or uh, other types of fancy words for grains and they're just grains. Again, I've heard it through that. the food products too, ancient grains. Yeah, so yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's all marketing um, that they're just. So, but we still have to educate the customer. Okay, this is what's in here, and and we we talk about a lot with the customers the ingredients of what's in a diet. Um, uh, show them comparisons sometimes if we need to, and uh, uh, why they might want to try this instead of something else. We don't ever yeah. force a food onto somebody. Yeah. We, we give them the option. We say, if you want to try this, go ahead. You know, it's guaranteed. We always guarantee all our foods. Um, if it doesn't work for your dog, uh, that's fine. Um, if you want to keep with your what you're on, do like what Jeff said, just maybe add some of this. You know, add, add a little bit of goat's milk, add a little bit of, of, of greens yeah. to incorporate, it. Incorporate some of them. Yeah, more yeah. so we don't, really, we don't want to push our foods onto people. We just give suggestions yeah. and let them decide what they want to do, give them information. Right. And I guess looking at, uh, we don't think that there's, as I said in the very beginning, there's not one perfect food for every animal. So some dogs have a grain intolerance. They don't tolerate grains very well. So maybe being on a grain-free food is best for them. Um, and this consequent, otherwise, some dogs do very well on a diet with grains in it. So grains aren't per se the issue. Where we, where we talk about, and what we talk about a lot, is inflammation. We, I mean, I, I talk about inflammation all the time and what's your carbohydrate load um, in a food. So looking at the starches in the foods. And so the higher the starch, the higher the, the potential glycemic index, the higher the inflammation. And that's just in the whole body. So it's going to affect your joints, your organs, everything. And um, it's going to affect your gut health, all of that yeah. inflammation. So make the best choice that you can to lower the inflammation. So there may be two grain-free foods, one is going to have a much lower starch uh, carbohydrate index than the other. Um, and consequently, you may have a food with grains, with grains in it that actually may have a lower carbohydrate load, a lower starch load than a food that's technically grain-free. Um, so you need to, and that's where we can come out to look at the labels, read the labels, figure out what's going to be best and where your dog is at. And then, okay, from here, what else might you want to layer in on top of that. And then, of course, we also do a whole lot with um, all of our whole living foods that are frozen, complete diets and things that we okay. do too. Whole other, so, that's another level. 
So I got a question for you, uh, and Maddie, either you or Jeff can answer it. When your body is in constant or chronic inflammation, which means it's not something that happens immediately or to a response, but just something that steadily grows and it becomes systemic yep. and it creates opportunity for other health conditions to prevail. How are, how, how are consumers supposed to know when, if their animals are facing any form of inflammation? You know, while when it's like, how do they know? Like, what signs do they see? Is it in their their bowel movements? Is it in the way it's, if they're more lethargic? Like, well, how do how do consumers recognize that their animals has isn't has an inflammatory response or dealing with inflammation? Well, the easiest one I think is in digestion. You're going to have irritable IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. You're going to have digestive issues. That's going to be one. Um, you may see um, joint issues, extra achy joints weight gain, you can see it in a poor coat, uh, skin and coat, excess ear infections, because along with that inflammation then and higher starch levels could come and often does come um, yeast infect, you know, yeast issues. So you're going to have yeasty ears, you're going to have yeast between the paws, you're going to have a dry coat, dry, dull coat, um, you're going to have greasy coat, uh, or sometimes you've got like an oily coat, um, you've got a doggy smell, um, to that coat. All of those things are um, nutrition-based um, issues. So, And then internally, you're just going to see that struggle because the inflammation can also affect all of your organs, internal organs as well. So you're not going to see it, but it's going to manifest itself in a number of different ways. Got it. Yeah. Hmm. And again, I'm sure there's, there's uh, pet owners that animals may be facing some of these things and they have just not recognize yeah. it directly yeah. how it's correlated well and i think sometimes we just under we just think we don't we take it for granted that your dog's going to smell that your dog's going to have excess shedding that your dog just going to have a this you know this you know fido just has a greasy coat that's just how he's made um and all, you make some of these assumptions that truly aren't necessarily under uh, you know who your dog is but it's, it's a factor of maybe the nutrition and what they're eating um it's always a combination of an environment genetics and then um what they're what they're eating so it's always going to be a combination of those different things but in generally speaking um a lot of that can be addressed through good nutrition yeah yeah well again there's a connection that's us yeah. as humans and when it comes to our animals Everything is connected to not just your environment, but also what you're putting in your body. And I think the fact that you guys stand for that and you represent that through the way you, you, you um, provide these services to your clients and for your animals, I think that reflects how you guys see nutrition as a big part of people's lives. And you reflect in the way you live, you know, I'm sure you we have to come to a close, but I'm sure like you feel so much better when you have started putting in these whole foods, clean foods, raw foods, foods that your body's meant to digest. It's not meant to digest something that's over refined or that's processed or that's added as in it. Just like animals, their body, they animal dogs, like they're descendants of wolves. No one's eating kibbles and bits. No one's eating, they no, didn't grow up eating processed foods. Their gut is not adapted to processed foods. So bringing them back to, to nature in regards to just taking all those extra elements out they, I'm sure people will see such a big difference in their animals. Absolutely. Nature has this uncanny ability to be able to give you everything it needs to unlock all the nutrients out of, out of it. Um, and I think sometimes when we build these synthetic vitamins and minerals up, 
that, yeah, there are vitamins and minerals in there, but they're synthetic. So it's like eating the outside of the orange and not the missing the inside of the orange. And you need the inside of the orange to get everything out of the outside of the orange, you know. So mm-hmm. it may look like, and it may say it's vitamin C, but it's much better to get that from an orange. And you'll feel so much more refreshed from that than you ever will getting it from something synthetic. So a lot of our animals too don't do well with synthetic vitamins and minerals, you know, that are made in a lab that are added in to make sure the food is complete and balanced, but much rather to get that from organ meat and from fruits and vegetables and real meat and a real animal source that um, then your animals get exactly what they need because it's, it's like having a lock and giving them the key to open it. And I think sometimes we give them only part of the picture and we don't give them the whole thing to unlock all those nutritional benefits. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, Jeff and Matt, I thank you guys for just creating this time to just educate just some things that people have not thought about um, there. But the, the good thing is that, people are becoming more and more aware of how to treat their animals and what's best for the animals. And now there's more opportunities and more places that are uh, jumping on board to provide not just products, but better products. Um, Do you guys have any events um, that's coming up? I want to kind of give you a moment to talk about anything you guys have upcoming that people in St. Louis that have pets or love pets that they can, um, you know, come in and and create some more valuable uh, services. Well, I mean, these are right now we're in a weird, extraordinary kind of time where we've suspended everything, um, all of our events. So we're basically just doing a virtual show. Okay. But um, I am going to do more. Um, we, we have educational events coming up. I'm trying to book every Thursday um, that we'll have a um, – I do an In the Kitchen series. It's a YouTube series um, okay. where I basically interview people from our kitchen at home. And we just have a nice casual conversation. So I'm going to start doing some virtual ones. So very similar to this, where we can just talk about health and nutrition products. So making it very interactive. People can ask questions live. It'll be recorded on Facebook and also be automatically recorded on our YouTube, Formity Pause YouTube channel. And there's some other ones that are already out there. Um, So just opportunities for people to tune in and learn more. Because like I said, we're all about education. Uh, we like to do fun events in the store too, um, but right now I don't know what the future, the, the short-term future looks like. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, podcast. Four Muddy Paws is a great organization here in St. Louis. I love what they stand for and I love what they're doing for not only their um, community, but for their animals and their pets. As I'm heading out, I want to highlight another uh, podcast partner. Uh, Midwest Dairy has a campaign out called Undeniably Dairy. Um, Definitely understand the sustainability of their pro- of their products and their practices, but also the deliciousness and the nutrient dense of their foods. Do you know when it comes to high quality protein, uh, where those that a glass of milk um, is another way of your uh, getting your non essential nutrients um, that your body needs in a given day? Um, <clears throat> people ask the question, you know, is milk good for you? Um, and you know, you want to take a closer look at that and understand that milk is good for you. And actually, um, getting your milk from your cows, the cow is kind of like the middleman. Um, they, cows can glean the nutrients that we are by needs from its grain and from its, from the, from the ground and convert it into nutrients that our body can use, um, and can benefit from. Um, and they're also providing the high quality of protein that our body needs for our muscle development, for our immunity system, especially during these times, and even for our kiddos. Um, grab, give me a kid a glass of whole milk, a glass of chocolate milk. It's all, it's all tasty and all still good for you. So take advantage of 
finding ways to make sure that you're not lacking in your nutrients and grab a cup of milk or grab some uh, some other dairy products that are in line with building your immunity system and your, your protein intake. Um, Midwest Dairy, Undeniably Dairy, um, go to their website at dairygood.org or follow them on Facebook um, on Midwest Dairy or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Dairy. Um, you'll get more ideas and see more of the recipes and ways to connect with them.